0: I want to talk to you about a mission I'm deeply passionate about, and that's supporting our veterans when they need us most. Guns Memorial Foundation is devoted to the effective and practical care of our veterans in their time of need. For years, they've helped veterans get back on their feet and supported their families in times of sickness and hardship. Guns Memorial Foundation has answered the call, and this year they're on pace to provide over $100,000 in aid. But this mission is not possible without people like you. Guns Memorial Foundation relies on the continued support a passionate people, a simple donation equivalent to eating a meal out once a month can help a veteran in crisis, especially when we come together to answer this cause. Join me in supporting this important work by visiting gunsgarin.com/backslash rain. That's dot com R I N.com/backslash rain or click the link down below. You're listening to the lowdown, your insider look into everything defense, aviation, and geopolitics. Damage stroke eight, nose five, low. Negative contact on your... Break right! Stroke three, defending, nose... Hey, welcome to the lowdown. It has been a minute, but we'll jump right into it. This is kind of a combination of the last uh, two weeks, more or less. A lot of things happening, including the B-21's first flight. I don't know if you've seen that popping around on social media. Looks like a little mini B-2. Uh, that was in the newsletter. If you're not subscribing to the newsletter, you need to make sure you go ahead and do that. You can click the link down below and I'll take you over there and you'll get a weekly uh, newsletter, assuming I'm on pace. We'll see what happens for Thanksgiving. But the B-21 Raider had its first flight. This marked the milestone of bringing the bomber fleet a new plane, the first one in over two decades. So it's been quite a while since we've had a new bomber uh, take to the skies for the U.S. Air Force. Paco and I, Paco from the Merge newsletter, we recorded a episode which will air after this, but we do talk about the B twenty one. Paco kind of goes into some of the the politics in and behind the B twenty one, but I think you know pretty impressive. Uh, North grumman has been working on this thing for about eight years now. They unveiled it last year, at least the the static, if you will, or the the makings of it at a big ceremony with no uh, Air Force flag officers all all the, all the joint guys up there, but it does look like a little mini B2. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the, the video that's out there on the internet is, uh, an F-16 chasing it around, but same, uh, same week they had T uh, T-7 flying out at Edwards. So that's the air force's new fighter, bomber lead in trainer. At least that's what it's, you know, initial plan is who knows what's going to be happening? They're talking about it being a light attack aircraft as well, but that's to replace the T-38. So, For those who haven't been listening long in the Air Force, you go through the T-6 for about six months, and then you split off to the T-1 or T-38. The T-1 is going to be kind of the cargo tanker track. The T-38 is going to be the fighter bomber track. There's definitely some nuances in that, but uh, more or less the T-7 is there to replace the T-38, which has been around since the 60s. So jumping further into the newsletter, uh, I have no idea how this one escaped the news for so long, but... Former Delta Airlines pilot, John Dunn, Jonathan Dunn was indicted for threatening to shoot the plane's captain during a flight in August of 2022. He was indicted in October. So it finally uh, made its way out. And I think, you know, it was on the heels of that Alaskan Airlines pilot trying to shut down or discharge the fire extinguisher, the engine fire extinguisher bottles uh, when he was jump sitting on that horizon air flight. So this one, obviously, I was catching a lot of attention. This one popped up in the spear, but it happened back in August 2022, indicted this year. So this followed a disagreement over diverting when a passenger had a medical issue. Dunn is a federal flight deck uh, duty officer, an FFDO. So those are pilots that get special training. They go out, they shoot, and they can carry a weapon for the flight deck. Well, he threatened to shoot the captain over this disagreement of what to do with the flight. I, 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 this is one of those situations. The only time you probably ever say is like, hopefully this dude had a tumor or a stroke that led him to go crazy and threaten to shoot the captain, because that's probably the only way he gets out of this. But man, you just never know these days. I suppose the air force has successfully conducted its first commercial air to air refueling. This was with an Omni tanker going from Korea down to Singapore for an exercise, some F-16s out of Osan Air Base, going down to Commando Sling. During the course of this exercise, the KC-10, sorry, the KDC-10 from Omni Air or Omega tanker, sorry, uh, would also refuel F-15s and F-22s. I think that's already happened by the time this lands on your ears. But yeah, the Air Force, obviously the tanker fleet, while we're getting the KC-46, I've talked about that on the podcast, that's taken quite a while. The KC-135 and the uh, KC-10, quite old airframes and a lot of them being retired, sent to the boneyard if you're the KC-10 type. Uh, We need tankers and looking to contract air. I believe the Navy has used contract tanking for quite a while. Uh, Several other nations do it, but the Air Force, we have not entertained this until this week. So there you go. The newsletter has a picture of the Omega tanker with some vipers hanging out all over the wings. You should have check that out. Well, the cherished pandas from the National Zoo have successfully arrived back in China. We mentioned this in a few other newsletters. The pandas got recalled. It was really tough to actually find some concrete material on, on the recall. Reading between the lines, uh, the the cooling of relations between China and the United States is probably one of the factors, if not the main factor, for the recall of the pandas out of the National Zoo. FedEx flew three of the pandas, I believe. I think it was three, two or three, but all of them left the National Zoo last week on the Panda Express. FedEx has transported 15 pandas 10 times over the past two decades. So these pandas got loaded up in special crates and uh, all this time and money donated by FedEx to fly the pandas back. I did see a blip. I need to find that article out of uh, President Biden and Xi Jinping. They met this week as well. That is not in the newsletter yet because that happened after it came out. But they met this past week during the Asian summit out in San Francisco. And I did see a blip that China might be considering to send, considering sending more pandas back to the United States. So uh, there's panda, panda politics for you. Moving right along down into more, or really, the defense meat of it. I did mention the T-7 did have its first flight out at Edwards. That that made its way out there, but there is uh, talk of making it an F-7, a light attack aircraft. This is something the Air Force continually brings up and trying to balance, right? As you're balancing resources, and we're talking about high-end fights with NGAD, F-35, stealth fighters, double digit SAMs, et cetera, aging F-16 fleets, retiring A-10s. Well, you got to be able to handle uncontested uh, environments. And you don't want to be doing that with your $700 million NGAD fighter aircraft. You need something that's relatively low cost. So the Air Force constantly talks about light attack aircraft. They've been doing lots of uh, tests over the years with the Super Tucano, some other platforms as well. And This is the first blip I've seen with F-7. Paco does mention this in the podcast that will be coming out here shortly. He's visited the Boeing plants. Uh, Quite interesting, the dynamics, but they would actually have to build another facility to facilitate something like this because one, they have to produce the T-7s for the T-7 contract. And then if you went and did a light attack aircraft, you would have to produce something there as well. So Colonel uh, Gatke, I am butchering his name. He is now the 8th fighter wing out of the storied uh, Kunsan Air Base. He took over command on 8 November. This follows the abrupt announcement of Colonel Tim Murphy, who stepped down and is retiring after just five months on the job. Most of you are not going to care about that. To me, that's kind of curious and kind of interesting. Uh, something, who knows, maybe it was a family family deal. Maybe something happened behind the scenes. But uh, relatively short to just do two years as a commander and just say, hey, I retire usually that is a, a two-year stint, but could have been a disagreement with higher-ups, et cetera. Who knows? And just taking the, uh, the high road and leaving there, but only time will tell or we'll never know. So uh, usually a pretty big deal when a wing commander just uh, steps away from a Air Force base there. The Marine Corps canceled its annual ball over in CENTCOM. That was due to unexpected operational commitments. I don't get into a lot of the Israel... Hamas stuff, actually, I don't think there's... Oh, there. sorry, there is one thing in the newsletter here. There's so much happening there, and I'm sure you're all inundated with the media that's coming out of Israel and Gaza there. But uh, one might draw some conclusions and say that based on everything that's going on in the Middle East, that might be a reason why the Marine Corps decided to cancel its ball over there in CENTCOM. An Israeli F-35 successfully intercepted and destroyed a cruise missile I do have a little blip of the cruise missile picture. This thing is obviously very tough to discern. the The picture I have is there's a lot of blurred out stuff, and it there's another one that I did not put up there. But um, the news article had saying it was saying it was an AIM nine that uh, shot this cruise missile down. No idea, right? But um, yeah, there is a IR image of a cruise missile right before it is blown up by an F thirty five. Uh, taken up by an F-35, an Israeli F-35. So that's pretty cool. Uh, that's not a, you know, it's not necessarily an easy thing to do, but, you know, science and math. U.S. has launched multiple airstrikes against Iranian-backed militia weapons warehouses in eastern Syria. Uh, this is decisive action involving two F-15 fighter jets as a retaliation for increasing attacks on the US, uh, U.S. bases in that region. So obviously after uh, Israel and Gaza and, or Hamas really started kicking it off, It's about a month ago, U.S. bases and personnel in and around the region came under attack from various drones and rockets, so the U.S., we have responded in kind there. So that stuff is definitely going on. Jumping around the globe here as we uh, close this out, China's issued a warning to the Philippines, saying that the Philippines uh, illegally entered the Scarborough Shoal in the South China Sea. I can't talk today. There have been a couple uh, maritime issues in the recent weeks between China and the Philippines, and this is continued territorial disputes, which China has going on throughout the region. There is an interesting article out there that did not make it out uh, to the newsletter because it came in too late. But I will link that down below. It's over on the sandbox.us titled, Is the Future African? Jumps into a lot of the geopolitics and the plays between China, the Western world and Africa, all the resources going on there. And I definitely think it's worth the five minute read. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, which I am. And if you listen to this, I assume you are as well. All right. Democratic mayors in major U S cities. So I don't want to get this too political, but this is just like common sense. Like if you just remove the politics from it, they're now all screaming, about the migrant crisis that's going on in their cities. This is New York, Washington, D.C. All these cities are being overrun by migrants. They're being shipped, bus, et cetera. However, they're, they're getting up there, but they've just completely tapped out the resources from these from these cities. I highlight this, too. is like, you know, here's the point, right? Like, when you're insulated by thousands of miles or hundreds of miles away from the southern border, it's very easy just to say, hey, come on in. Like, we don't have to worry about it. Which is just, I mean, it's moronic in my humble opinion, but you you have to have a game plan for this. You have to have a ability to screen, filter, and contain uh, people from coming in and across the border. It just can't be you wouldn't let just a hundred people walk into your home without any kind of containment or any kind of process to screen people. because it has come out in the last few weeks. They've snagged several people on the terrorist watch list. They had 30 Iranians stopped at the border, too, which, we're on a terrorist watch list. So this is just not not good stuff going on. And I think the these cities that have normally been insulated by hundreds of miles, they're now seeing, oh, wait, we just can't just let everyone in here just by the kindness of our heart. So we got to square that one away uh, for sure. And it's not really getting talked about, but it is definitely going to be a significant issue just from a security standpoint alone. But when we talk about resources This is a huge problem that it should be apolitical, and we just need to look at it and say, hey, you know what? We need to figure out how to solve this. No kumbaya, but just from a practicality and security standpoint, this is not good. I will say the newsletter did come out a few days ago. The articles have since or could be updated with this one, and this is President Biden and President Xi Jinping were planning on meeting at the Asian summit, and they actually did, and this was a a move to talk about reducing tensions. I'll have that in next week's newsletter when I have a chance to digest what came out of it. There have been a couple funny clips, uh, and I say funny because it's really not funny when you think about a strategic point, but President Biden calling Xi Jinping a dictator. Well, he probably is a dictator. Uh, He was sitting in the room, so it's probably not going to help with relations here, but neither here nor there. That is it for the lowdown this week. Make sure you're subscribing to the newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything going on. And then you get kind of the bonus features such as pictures and videos that you don't get just listening to this. But you can click the link down below and don't forget to check out Guns Care Memorial Foundation helping veterans in their time of need. This is a cause I am a a big proponent of and I think is a worthy cause. You can get involved for just a couple dollars a month or however much you wanna donate, but we need people like you who are willing to help out our veterans when things happen. And a lot of stuff happens, but that's what Guns Gear Memorial Foundation is all about. And the link is down below. All right, we'll see you next week.